What the fuck is happening, Blunt Force Podcast listeners? How are we all out there today? Just a few things to touch on before we get started. The Patreon, Patreon page. Make sure you are subscribing, donating, if you want. If you don't, uh, whatever. It's um, it's entirely up to you. But if you want a free t-shirt with the Pope does cat written on it, you know what I mean? You know how to do it. Sign up, hit the uh, second tier, and the t-shirt will be sent to your front door so you can be as blasphemous as I. Uh, the podcast on Spotify, make sure you're following it, liking it, sharing it, and the same on iTunes. Make sure you're giving it a good rating or a bad rating. Depends up to you. Um, just make sure that you are subscribing and following it because that's what gets me pizzed. And um, secondly, uh, last night did a comedy set, and my full set is on the Lemur app. So if you download the app for free in the ice. I, uh, iTunes store and the um, Google Play store and then make an account and then go on follow Blunt Force Keith Blunt Force Podcast and you can listen to the set there for free today I'm in the studio with Brian Gallagher stand-up comedian and fantastic bearded man how are you bro? I'm good that was a long intro wasn't it? I, I know was like, I know and I had no prep for it either all I was going through my head there was like all I want to do is boom <laughs> take your money that's all you just put that at the start with yeah. links to your all your places you want to get paid yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean it's like fucking tattoos aren't free no, yeah, no, you know no. I mean? I'm fucking done with doing sexual favours for it like, yeah yeah well you, know, you do what you have to do like, you know what I mean uh, Brian you're fresh off the stage last night uh, here in Limerick in Mother Max Comedy Club um, Shamoozle Comedy Club uh, how was it it was good is it Shamoozle or Shamoozle I say Mother Max because I can't pronounce it I thought it was Shamoozle like we're in an old Shamoozle yeah. like a little and, fight and Owen that runs the gig, right? My name was spelt incorrectly in the poster, so it had, oh, was like, it, it had an O in it. And he was like, oh, it's actually, you know, Shamoozle Comedy Club. I goes, whatever. I goes, yeah, well, it's actually B-U-R-K-E. I was like, <laughs> yeah, but let's not fall yeah, out. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the fake name I use for stuff, actually. Yeah. B-O-U-R-K-E, when I'm signing up to things. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's more authentic. Like, you know, it's sweet work. Well, it can't be fake name because you yeah. went to the trouble of spelling it B-O-U-R-K-E. Yeah. So that's my fake name for crim- criminal activity and all sorts of stuff. Like. I was just about to say, I was like, obviously did this set last night. And I was like, this the most fun I've done I've most fun I've had in a long time doing anything legal yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no it was actually really fucking good man you're set Brought the fucking house down. I was complaining to you afterwards that I had pains in my sides from laughing yeah, at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice complaint to get from somebody. I, I was like trying to. I was on a stool and I was trying to maneuver myself so I could like not be cramping in my sides from <laughs> laughing. And I was. I felt like one of those birds from like one of those Hollywood fucking TV series with Botox in my cheeks. <laughs> I was like, oh, my face got to work out tonight yeah, laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was good fun. It was good. Like yeah. the audience were class and uh, the room was nice. You know what I mean. So when when a crowd is up for it, it's easier. So it was good yeah. fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. How many years are you doing comedy? Ooh. Two and a bit, two and a half. Yeah, I think roughly. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck I know, I'm amazing. Like, but sure, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, Owen yeah. said to me last night that was that one of your first gigs back in the day? It was one of my early gigs. Yeah, yeah. and I died on my arse up there. Yeah, really? I absolutely died on my arse. Yeah, like your gig last night. Yeah. was it was your first uh, first proper. Yeah, yeah, first yeah It was brilliant yeah. for your first. Gig. I've never done an open mic grant, and I just come in here and talk shit once so, a week. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're good at it. You're good at it. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was great for a first gig. It was yeah, really good. Thank and, you. Like, but I did a gig up. There and it wasn't even my first gig. Yeah. And I remember just the audience just looking back at me going, Who's your man? Like down from Dublin, like pretending he's from Limerick. And I'm like, I am from Limerick. <laughs> County Limerick is Limerick, it's real Limerick. And you said the same thing to me last night. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna knock that guy out. Like, but then I was like, he's heavily tattooed. He could probably Don't man, me. look, I've had a yeah. fucking long week. <laughs> You've had a long week. You know what I mean? You're sick of getting knocked out. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking telling you, I was yeah. like, before we came on the air, me and Brian were having a joke about uh uh post show of last week with Paul Bowman and Stuart O'Keefe. Um I got jumped. Um 
by a gang of ninjas. It was definitely a gang of ninjas <laughs> or disgruntled homosexuals. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Why aren't you gay? What <laughs> <laughs> about Jesus? <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, they, for the ones of a better description, beat my cunt in. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's why I was explaining to Brian that uh, one of my, my bits last night, um, I genuinely did have black eyes all week. Yeah, that's mad. Uh, it's a bit shit. Like, Doesn't look like it though. You look grand. I look like I have John to stuff the eyebrows. <laughs> Johnny Brows <laughs> A newly discovered condition On the first yeah, podcast Yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my Johnny Brows I'm going to yeah. try and get On the DLA, DLA, DLA for that Get a blue sticker I can pack whatever I want Yeah 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 That'd be grand wouldn't it oh. no, I was, uh, Yeah that was mad Getting jumped and stuff like <sighs> Shit like Because yeah. we were just saying I've defended Limerick All yeah. my life yeah. I was like Grew up here Born here Whatever else and even around when I got to coin the name Stab City or whatever, then I went to, to Dublin working in HMV when I was living on Harcourt Street. I was there like I think less than 72 hours and a junkie <laughs> pulled a syringe on me. He was like, I hear, bud. And then I was like, all right, okay, I'm definitely faster than this kind of like. And that's another thing as well. Why do junkies all have the same universal accent? Yeah, I don't know, it's mad, isn't it? It's like the, the voice, the world slows yeah. down. It's like, no, junkies from here also have yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah, Stanger yeah. double accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. because they go up so often to buy it, I suppose. I've no idea, like, I suppose, yeah. Get the bus up and down. But uh, same thing happened to me in uh, in Dublin. Not the same thing, but when I first moved to Dublin. And I'm sick of defending Limerick, like, yeah. in Dublin. Always to people who've never been here. Yeah. Right, so you're defending it, you're like, you know, some Swedish girl, like, is like, you know, oh, where are you going? I'm, oh, I'm heading down to Limerick. You know, yeah. They're not knowing I'm from there, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Limerick. It's like, oh, oh, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> like, oh, would, would you, have you have you ever been there? Like it's like oh no no but I've but I've heard oh yeah I've heard you've heard like they read a newspaper from yeah. 1984 or something stupid yeah. like mass hysteria you know I mean? yeah <laughs> somebody else told them they shouldn't go and somebody else told that person they shouldn't go and then you end up with this mass of like. Uh, European workers living in Dublin who are going around telling everybody not to go to Limerick. It's like yeah. this, this weird like propaganda uh, fucking so yeah, campaign yeah, yeah, against yeah, it's, Limerick. Yeah, it's European propaganda campaign. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Coming from Scandinavia. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There's bloody Vikings, man. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're ruining us again. Ruining oh, us again. No, but I got drop kicked in the doorway up there uh, when I when I first got to Dublin. I was standing in this street corner. I was just having a cigarette. I think I was waiting for someone or something one night out. I'm standing there and people watching, people walking past. I'm just watching them go past one by one, turning my head slowly, watching back again, watching. And I'm standing there having a cigarette and this girl went past and it was just people watching. Like I wasn't yeah. looking at her. And I watched her go past and her boyfriend had obviously had a router and he was like two minutes behind her. Yeah. He was off his head. And as I turned my head back, he'd obviously seen me look at her go past and went, oh yeah? And I turned back and next thing, bang, drop kicked me in the chest, up into like, flat out like a movie scene, like straight up against the glass door, flat in the ground, getting comforted by two Japanese tourists afterwards and like, you know, oh, you okay? Oh, snap, 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 snap. Oh, no, oh, no, Brian, TMZ, world star, world star. It's terrible. I'm lying there, I couldn't breathe. I'm like, God, like, I just managed to survive Limerick, like, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. which is allegedly a bad place. Like, And oh, uh, here I am getting, getting drop kicked into a doorway. The amount of drama in, in Dublin is, is like way less because per capita yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's fucking mental it's more places to hide yeah, yeah exactly fuck's sake oh, I'll just fuck off the rat minds for a few days <laughs> um, when you say like you because I I always wanted to know like what I'm not fucking dying in your hole right yeah because I remember I was talking to uh, Colin Geddes a few weeks ago about when I got this slot for last night yeah and like <laughs> Shout out to Colin for like these reassuring words. He was like, well, like if you die in your hole, just wake up next day and delete all your social media. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very, very good advice from Colin. Though, yeah. I was like, thanks. Like, oh, just change your name slightly on yeah, Facebook exactly. so no one can find you. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. put the O in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep bored. But yeah. I, even like last night when I was sitting there, like comedy is a, it's a strange beast. 
Yeah, it really is like because the guys were even saying last night they were like you're probably going to catch an eye now of someone who's sitting there like stonewall stoic yeah. they'll probably tell you after the show they enjoyed it yeah. and he goes but at the time you'd be like don't let that throw you yeah like, yeah yeah because it can easily throw you like especially when you're starting out like yeah, somebody yeah. A, a stony face or like often we found like I run a gig in Dublin Riff Raff Comedy and Riff Raff Comedy Galway as well mm-hmm. with a couple of other lads and we found that there's been occasions we've had like full room and all the acts we've had on have been brilliant acts and it's great night and the audience just not really giving it back and there's a lot of stony face people and their smilers not laughers and you're like what the hell is wrong with these people but on the two occasions we've had gigs like that out of the the multitude of gigs we've had that we've kind of been standing there going god that was a disaster and as that audience is leaving they're all like shaking people's hands hugging comedians we've had the best night ever we're like well you should have fucking told us that by laughing yeah exactly give us something back yeah yeah. yeah. so you just sometimes you end up with a weird audience or a weird person and like when you start out that can really throw you and you'll just spiral and descend and absolutely make it worse for yourself I think it's yeah because you're probably I mean I was like and that room was not big by any means but I was shitting it like yeah 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 I was like (laughs) no seriously I was like even to the point where my mate was like do you want a bottle of beer and I was like no no, no, I was no, like, I'm good at my Ribena. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, I was yeah. so like nervous as it was, um, that I was like, I don't want to be any bit, you know, if I'm swayed and I'm drunk, yeah. I don't want to fall over my words. And then like before I know it, I'm on the fucking floor, like going, what the fuck? Yeah, happened? it happens when you get the dry mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Me once, my lip got stuck to my teeth. <laughs> so God, I got <laughs> my mouth went so dry. I was I was drinking loads of water beforehand. Yeah, it was a tough room, like, and I went on. And I was like, it just wasn't going well. And I was like, oh, Jesus. My mouth started to go completely like yeah. Sahara dry. And then my lips went dry. And then my lip got stuck to my teeth. So not only was I dying, I was dying with this mad speech impediment. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even deliver my own lines. I was like, <laughs> it was just absolutely horrendous. Like, got off stage. Like, what, I literally uh, had to peel my lip off my teeth when I got off. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. But the, like, I'm lucky in a sense that any show I've gone to, like, or been there as like, a fucking as a viewer or whatever has been a good show like is that not like nerve wracking as fuck when an audience is like yeah yeah but everybody rece- like everybody dies at some point and that yeah. can be for a multitude of factors it can be yeah. you weren't on your best form you you were trying new stuff didn't work yeah. out a weird room uh, lar- a large proportion of the audience not English speaking or not native English speaking yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. getting some of the, the nuances of what you're yeah. doing so like you just it's nerve wracking yeah. but you just have to get through it like and the more you do it the more you go you kind of accept if you're having a bad night which thankfully is rare enough but yeah. if you're having a bad night you're like okay we just got to get from A to B here we'll get through this we'll try and pull out some other material try and bring the crowd back but if it's yeah. not going to work it's or if it's just work. it's just not going to work and you just kind of yeah. go right just get from A to B and get out and just wipe that from the memory and move on you know yeah, yeah, or yeah. take any learnings you can from it Like, but if it's yeah. just one of these mad moments that it's an absolute disaster for no particular reason there could be a multitude of reasons and yeah. obviously of which the comedian is going to be one but there could be a multitude of reasons a disaster you just have to kind of wipe it wipe it from memory and go right okay chalk that up as a bad night yeah. uh, if there's any learnings to take from it from my own point of view take them yeah. and move on you do know? you sit down after each show and go alright okay this was good that was, that was bad yeah I'd record like I'd record nearly all of my sets yeah. um, usually and then I'd, I'd listen back to them or watch them back if yeah. I record a video and then like because it's never as good as you thought it was and it's never as bad as you thought it was Right, okay. Right, either either way. So yeah. when you're like, it's never, it's never, like the gig where you absolutely storm and you come home and you watch it back a day later, you're like, ah, oh, it was all right. It, was, yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't as great as I thought it was. Yeah. And equally when you die in your arse, like it's never as bad. Like you, 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 you absolutely wipe from your memory the few people who did laugh at a few things. Like yeah. you, you, to your mind, in, mem- in your memory, it was stone silence. Because like, you're you conscious know? of... Yeah, yeah. You hone in on, the, on both ends of it like yeah. way too much. So when you listen back, you can go, well, actually now 
that wasn't great, that bit in the middle, I need to yeah. work on that joke or I need to cut that bit out or I didn't get a laugh there for like 40 seconds. So yeah. I need to work on that part of the set and put something in there to get a laugh yeah. or why did that dip? Why did this bit not work? Was I too fast? Was I too slow? There's so much stuff to go through. Like, Yeah, I mean, because like, even we're having a brief chat walking over here and I was like, the whole thing, like it fascinates me. Yeah. It genuinely does because it's, it's not like spoken word. It's like, yes, you are up on stage in front of an audience, but it's like you're actively seeking a reaction from them yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to people listening to you and going, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, or like, you know, like a PowerPoint presentation or yeah, something. Yeah. You're like trying to get some bit of reaction, like fucking reciprocated from the audience. And I was like, because there's always going to be, you go to gigs and there's friends and family there or whatever else, or the stuff that you think is fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. You, you walk out and they're just like, that's yeah, not, that's not no, funny. Did enjoy that. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 yeah. You like your currency or your your reward on the night and your your instant feedback is the audience's laughter. Though. Yeah, it's like if you're if you're a musician or you're in a band, a cover band, or even an original band playing a gig. Yeah, like the whole room it could be hundred people it can be chatting away and having a pint and talking. Yeah, and like there can be a murmur in the room and it doesn't affect the music. Like whereas yeah. for comedy, you have to have the entire room focused entirely on you. There's nothing to hide behind. Like yeah. I can't do a fucking comedy guitar solo to get myself out of a hole like do you yeah. know what I mean I just it's just you there's nowhere to yeah. hide you the mic them instant feedback so if it's not yeah. working like you can't pretend you can't hide behind anything Like so with some art forms you can kind of hide behind a facade because there's no instant feedback yeah of course you know yeah, I mean? yeah. if you're no playing guitar feedback. or drums yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, there's no instant feedback like the audience came they paid people enjoyed themselves yeah. people generally enjoy music anyway you yeah. know what I mean Honestly, what about like you know you even said about running run the riffraff club and stuff like comedy club etiquette yeah. like I hear a lot of people talking about that like you know like me personally why would you heckle a comedian yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah. understand it yeah, yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. what I mean That's it's like it's like fucking heckling the witty smart cunt in yeah, school yeah. it's somebody who thinks they're funnier than yeah. other people and Limerick is a massive uh, everyone uh, Limerick in, 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 the entire Limerick thinks they're funnier than everybody else like. oh 100% so, yeah, so yeah. it is the, the, this city is built for heckling like, yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. so it's like oh wow you're like alright yeah. yeah come on yourself get up here and do it if you want to you know but like heckles why do people heckle I have no idea people yeah. just want to prove they're better than you or they're trying to impress their mates or something like yeah. so you just make fun of them back or put the pressure back on them. Like I've even seen hecklers brought up on stage. Oh, really? Yeah, go on. So if you think you're good enough, here's a mic. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. shit. I've seen a guy, he was uh, he was from Dublin. I can't remember where he was. I can't even remember where this gig was, but I remember he was heckling constantly and it was like just shit jokes. He was heckling. Yeah. And then they pulled him up on stage and he was like, well, if you think you're good enough, there you go. And he was like, yeah, I could do it, no problem. Like real brave. Like yeah. he's on the mic and you see, you can actually see his hands starting to go shaky, shaky when he's putting the mic in the stand. And oh. then he just proceeds to die in his arse for like four minutes when the audience started to boo him and everything oh, and it was like, that was the best way for him to realise okay this isn't yeah. pleasant when uh, a crowd turns in you or somebody's heckling you because like, you know, not too long ago uh, Jimmy Carr came and played in the yeah, South yeah. Court and uh, I know I didn't go but I the lads who were on the, in, on the podcast last week were there and they said that like there was a bunch of people that got like steaming and they started like trying to roast him yeah, yeah. and like he was just like a sniper rifle yeah, taking yeah, them bang, down bang. with one liners yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he loves that like he act like his kind of act yeah. almost actively wants hecklers because he's got like a back catalogue of heckle yeah. put downs that he can adapt to anybody yeah, so I, I mean you're you're absolutely wasting your time if you're trying to heckle him cause yeah. he's, and sometimes he turns that into a bit of sport for some of his set anyway yeah yeah so of course like, yeah, yeah. personally I hate heckling like you know yeah. I mean? but the worst thing for me like it's a bad heckler you can put down yeah. but it's like a positive heckler is what the do you worst mean a positive thing. heckler yay good we love it you're like that's 
where my punchline lands. <laughs> Sound. Thanks a lot for fucking up the timing. You know, yeah. Yeah, a positive Hector is like, I did a gig somewhere and uh, it was in Dublin somewhere and a lot of people I had previously worked with decided to come see me at this particular gig. And normally it's like, it's just, it's, a, it's an anonymous audience that I'm gigging to. It's not like yeah, of course, people yeah. I know or whatever. So this is, this is what 20 people that I knew in the audience. And like, you saw my opener last night, yeah. which we, we won't give away on, on the set if people want to see me. But my opener is, relies on building tension you know yeah, yeah. so I'm doing my opener and this girl in the audience who used to work with we love you Brian <laughs> I was like and you can imagine that would kill my opener yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah, kind of yeah. going still trying to get through it in this piece at the beginning and I'm like uh, and then uh, somebody else is like yeah woo and I'm like this is not the way you respond to that opener like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so they were completely ignoring the context of what I was doing and we're just going, there's my mate Brian, let's yeah. support him. And they were like, you're not helping. Like, yeah, you're yeah, really yeah. not helping, you know? So that's, to me, that's the worst because yeah. you can't, I mean, how do you turn on somebody who's been nice to you? You can't. You yeah. can't be like, shut the fuck up, Maureen. Yeah. I, know, yeah, I know you love me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know I mean? That's why you're here. Yeah, 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 yeah. With your gammy head. You know what I mean? <laughs> what do you, you can't say that. Like, you have to be pleasant and nice to him. What's it like then? Like, I mean, because you seem to be constantly on the go. Yeah, I'm kicking a lot. You yeah. know what I mean? Because uh, I was like, Ever since we started to, or we decided to do the podcast and stuff, I was like, in work one day, listened to Up to Ninety, and there you were. <laughs> Didn't even know you were going on it, and I was like, keep seeing all. I was like, he's fucking everywhere. <laughs> I, was like, I have two lads of beers that I pay to go around uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to go around yeah. doing stuff. Like, they do most of the stand up. Uh, I like to do the podcast myself. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they do bad impersonations of me. No, it's like, but you have to if you want to do comedy, you have to. Yeah. You have to be available. You have to be able to go everywhere. You yeah. have to do everything anybody asks you know yeah. what I mean like if somebody wants you to do something you have to do it yeah. like I, I'm in Galway I'm in Dublin I'm in Cork like this week I'm in Limerick Dublin Galway Cork Jesus Christ in this week yeah so it's a lot on like, a round so, trip like yeah 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 and I'm doing maybe four or five gigs a week yeah, yeah. on average like so it's, it's, it can be hectic enough like some days you'd have two gigs then you went and you've done all the, the, the Tri Channel on YouTube Tri Channel like, yeah that's man good, I subscribe to that it's fucking hilarious like. <laughs> it's good Greg it's a huge fan base in the States like, yeah? which is mental yeah most of the fans are American so it came out of Fax Channel yeah the Fax Channel was like I think hugely successful a million subscribers probably the most successful Irish based YouTube yeah. channel and then that ended I'm not sure what happened the guy who owned it something happened I think he ran out of money or there was right. some financial difficulty and it shut down and then the head producer and um, two, two of the other editors and contributors got together and set up the Tri-Channel yeah. so then they brought most of us back on board and yeah. uh, it, it went from zero to like it's probably nearly half a million subscribers now in yeah. like six months it's fucking hilarious though like it's the content crack. is really really good it's like. funny like it's 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 complete banter like yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I like, just we're eating food or we're testing things or trying things or testing drinks yeah uh, and you're just giving your reaction like but yeah. it's the videos are like six to eight minutes long but like yeah. each pairing is in there for like so there's like what six people in the video yeah three sets of, of two and then you're in there for like an hour yeah. in there for an hour doing, yeah in there for about an hour doing maybe a couple of videos but like that's then down to like two minutes like yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. sometimes you're looking back at it going you know I said something really funny and it didn't make it in or yeah. or I really wish you hadn't put that bit in or I said that stupid thing or whatever like, yeah, so yeah. yeah some videos you look great some videos you look a bit daft like, but it's and very, do you get more like I suppose recognition but like do you get more like um, opportunity and stuff from maybe that stuff that, as opposed to like it's just constantly like touring and gigging it, it helps with name recognition I suppose yeah. right but not so much in Ireland to be honest more so in like actually I got recognised at an apple green recently which really? uh, was of no benefit to me whatsoever yeah. <laughs> I was in an apple green waiting for, my petrol. Waiting, for, <laughs> waiting for a Costa coffee or something yeah. and this guy was standing next to me looking at me doing this weird kind of I turn roll every yeah, two yeah, seconds yeah, yeah. and I was kind of going why is this guy looking at me and then he goes are you, are you on the Tri-Channel and I was like yep yeah, I am 
<laughs> and he's like, cool. And then we both just stood there and just crossed the line for like another two minutes waiting for coffees. And I'm going, okay then. And like, and that was it. That's all he had to say. Yeah, like, you yeah, know? Yeah. But uh, that's, you don't really get recognised in Ireland for it. But uh, I've been to Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. And um, we put on a show there last year, a tri-channel show for a couple of nights with some of the contributors. Who are, yeah. So some of us are stand-up comedians, some of us are actors, and yeah. some of us are musicians and stuff. So the comedians put on a show under the tri-channel brand in Edinburgh last year for a few days. Cool. Uh, in addition to our own shows. And like we filled it and... Um, people recognise us in, in different places from the Tri-Channel. Yeah. Say, if you want to say if we went to the States, I know some of the guys, some of the contributors have gone to the US and like, it's crazy. Like, the yeah. people, people are just like, oh my God, you're from the Tri-Channel. Because for them, it's uh, like, the, the YouTube consumption in the US is massive. It's huge and it's yeah. like, I suppose it's like, to them it's like the way we would treat seeing somebody off TV. Yeah, it's like, have I yeah. seen you on TV? I don't think we have the same deference to YouTube as, as we would have no. to seeing someone on TV. Whereas yeah. in the US, there's a blurred line there where they almost view anybody who's not American who's on YouTube as yeah. some sort of celebrity which there was a, like a, a middle school census thing done in, in America recently I don't know what the statistic was because it's probably fake anyway um, but it was like kids growing up now the number yeah. one job is YouTuber YouTuber yeah mental. it's mental it's yeah. fucking mad altogether they like. want to look, in, look into the actual <laughs> amount of money you make out of it like because yeah, yeah. Uh, very, you very have little. to be doing serious volume of yeah. uh, subscribers and viewers to make any cash out of it like um the fucking when you said probably recognised I was like I'm constantly stuck in the way of Limerick I was like oh are you Cause people refer to me as Blunt Force Keats which is, I find yeah. but now I find it okay but like, at the start I was like oh yeah grand even I, I called you like, that actually to my girlfriend today I was like yeah, yeah I'm going to do a podcast with Blunt Force Keith and she's yeah. like does he, does he go by that I, mean, I, I explain so, yeah. it like as if I'm yeah. bipolar Yeah, <laughs> I'm like what you see on Instagram and here in the podcast really isn't me yeah, yeah, I was like yeah. off, off all that I'm kind of just like chill and just yeah. like I go into my own hubby at home and just chill out yeah, yeah. Hubby? What? Well, you heard it here first, Jesus guys. Christ. You heard it here first. I'm coming up. I'm so happy to be here to help you. Do you want me to hold your hand? Are you all right? Yeah, you okay? Jesus. Are you okay? You beat uh, yourself up, didn't you? Uh, you jumped yourself last week. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a massive dildo. <laughs> um, no, but people would stop and go, oh, are you blown for us, Keith? And the first thing I go is, why, who's asking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's like, I can't really hide it because yeah. it's like, you've got tattoos in your face, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you were definitely him. You're definitely nah, him. man, like, I'm a SoundCloud rapper. No, I'm Trauma Trevor. <laughs> somebody completely different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should say that somebody, yeah. I'm his retired gay cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, oh, fuck. The Fringe Festival, something I wanted to ask yeah. you when I, when I heard you talking about last night. I don't understand the concept of the Fringe. Okay. I know what it is. Yeah. And I've done a small bit of research and stuff because everyone that are like comedians that I respect and look up to and listen to and stuff, like they all seem to play the fringe or at least yeah. I have at one point or another. Yeah. Because I was even listening to a thing with Jason Byrne last week by him and like Tommy Tiernan sharing an apartment and yeah. stuff for like a couple of weeks and over a gig and stuff like that. How does the fringe even work? It's like, well, so there's different layers to the fringe I suppose, right? So the fringe is, it's like, the, number one, it's a comedy mecca for yeah. comedy, right? Internationally, it's probably the biggest comedy festival I'd say in the world. It's yeah. absolutely huge. It runs for about three weeks, just over three and a half weeks, give or take. And so you have like, you've got all these massive venues, like they're like almost like villages. Right? Yeah. So you've like got Pleasance and you've got the Gilded Balloon and you've got a few more, right? And they're like huge self-contained areas in different parts of the city where they have multiple venues and that's where you'd find the likes of Jason Byrne, Tommy Tiernan, yeah. the huge acts of people you know from TV, the big stars from the US. They'd be in generally those kind of venues because yeah. they have to shell out cash to get those venues and then they make their money back on ticket sales, etc., etc. Cool. right? And they'd have PR teams and press teams and it's huge, like it's massive. And then you have the Free Fringe which kind of is a layer underneath that 
which is where most comics that you would know or I would know uh, would perform at. Yeah. And simply because you don't have to have a massive cash outlay. So it works that you apply to the Free Fringe with your show concept, your time, uh, your comedy CV, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. who you are, what you're about. And then there's a couple of different Free Fringe organisations under that banner of Free Fringe. Yeah. And you get allocated a room and you get allocated a time slot. And then the rest is up to you, basically. Promotion, flyers, everything else. Yeah. You don't have to pay for the venue and it's free in, but people pay as they leave. Um, oh yeah, so it's like it's generated on soundness. Like. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. now the fringe is built on that, so it means that like you don't end up in a situation where audiences leave without paying. Like, so you you would you still make the same amount as a ticket entry. Yeah, give or take, you'd probably average five pounds a head over the fringe. And would the audience dictate then what they contribute on the way out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You say, look, at, if you enjoyed the show, please give generously. If you didn't enjoy the show, don't tell anybody. Don't yeah. talk about this on social media. Yeah. You were never here. No, but it's it's like it's 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 hugely intense. It's it's a huge amount of pressure because the the accommodation prices skyrocket for for the fringe. So all yeah. the all the artists have to pay massive amount of money. You got to feed yourself. You got to live over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. For for three and a half weeks. So Jesus it's, Christ, it's expensive. It's an expensive yeah. outlay, even without paying for a room. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. How many times have you been over for that? I've been over twice. So yeah. the first time I went over, I did about 10 days and yeah. I just did spots on, on compilation shows so you'll have guys so as in addition to doing like your own show you'll have guys who put on the best of Irish or uh, they might give a you know uh, there was one called Deluxe Irish which was a different show and they'll put on four or five comedians a night who happen to be Irish or whatever cool, so yeah. running. and then so that's their show you know yeah. that they'll run it that way so then I was doing maybe probably f- three or four of those a day for 10 days when I was over there Jesus uh, the first time and then last year I went with um, Anna Clifford who's a comedy uh, partner of mine she's based in London yeah. and we did a split show so we divided the show up we did half an hour each yeah and then one night I'd introduce her she'd introduce me vice versa and we worked together on promotion and cool. all that kind of stuff and uh, that was pretty good yeah so we did yeah. a full run that was like 23 shows because I was, I was always fascinated by like that festival in particular. Like I know I'm aware of like, you know, Vodafone Comedy yeah, Festival and things like that. Where they're like small self-contained. Yeah. They're prop, just a in and out festival. Yeah. Three days, yeah. Uh, that, that, the fringe just sounds like a monster. Like It's it, a monster, yeah. But like you get, if you do it, you get, you get better without even noticing it. You get better because you can't not get better doing 23 shows in a row. That's and that's just your own insane. show. Like, that's you're a serious doing, volume, man. Yeah, I did. I think I did about 65 gigs, yeah. including like compilation spots on my own shows last year. Yeah. 65 gigs in 22 or three days. Like, is, But I got a, got back, got a chest infection, absolutely collapsed after it. Like, because you're just man. wrecked, you know what I mean? Because yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're up in the morning, you're flyering, you're promoting, you're trying to, you know, you're doing the social media, you're doing the sponsored ads, you're out going to shows, talking to people, trying to meet the right people, trying yeah. to get people to your show, yeah, then you do yeah, the yeah. show, then the show's over, then it starts all over again, you're running to other gigs, doing other shows, doing spots, it's just bang, 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 yeah, bang, yeah, yeah, full yeah, yeah. on for, for the I wasn't even there and it sounds intense. Yeah, go. Yeah. Oh. I, I want to, I want to, Um, that's what I've been trying to do, like towards the tail end of last year, especially when I started this show, was actually actively going out of my way to go to comedy shows and yeah. to, to listen and to learn and stuff like, I mean, um, I went the whole way to Belfast to see a couple of like the limelight shows and things yeah. like that. Um, just Did because it's great venue, fucking fantastic venue, yeah, brilliant. Um, I was there for Collins Transplender thing, and now they have their they have their own comedy club now as well. I think yeah, like, Shane yeah. Todd runs or something. Yeah. Um, He's I do. Seen it, I, think, most time, yeah. I do want to go to Lavery's. I've I've been Lavery's drinking. Yeah. But I've never been to Lavery's for the comedy night, so I want to try and uh, get to that. But even like the likes of like going to like the live podcast at Blind Boy or yeah. you know going down to Carl Spain's show in yeah. Dolan's or even now what Tuesday 
there's the University Concert Hall show. Yeah, that's going to be regular gig now. Yeah. Like. It just seems to be like, comedy is fucking everywhere. It's back again. I think yeah. it's back again in a big way. Like, it was huge in, in the 90s, and then it just kind of went off off, yeah. off the boil a bit. And now, like, Cork as a perfect example, right, had one big, big show, one big club, and then it had maybe one open mic club. Yeah. Now there is at least two, 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 three or four nights running down there. There's another big club after opening, and then there's, like, two other proper proper paid nights yeah, running yeah. as well so Cork has exploded in the last year I like and that I think that's, city you know, I think that'll hit, like, it's hitting Limerick a little bit too now like Dolan's yeah. is back doing comedy Shamazel's doing a bit I think there's mic drop is it? I'm not sure if they're still doing mic drop in town or not I haven't heard I, Joe, yeah. I, I'm, always, I'm aware of it but I haven't heard of Anton since yeah. uh, like middle yeah so I think they do it year. intermittently I'm not sure yeah. if they're doing it all the time and now you've got the University Console Tom the Bears yeah. doing stuff out there so like you know every little helps and yeah. it's great to have outlets for people to do comedy and places that yeah. you can you can aspire to get in gigs or whatever you know because the way I kind of say I've always, always been a fan of comedy like growing up like like Des Bishop and Tommy Tiernan and yeah, Jason yeah, Byrne yeah. you know like yeah. the Irish comics yeah, like, yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until it got more off able like the likes of Frankie Boyle Jimmy Carr and all that kind of stuff um, and then like Cat Williams and stuff yeah, when yeah. I was growing up too but uh I got into podcasting because of like the likes of Joe Rogan and all that kind of stuff. And it seems to be like everyone who has a major podcast now does comedy. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I'm definitely ripping it off. <laughs> but even like the likes Copy of like, best. your yeah. man, yeah, yeah. your man, uh, Brendan Schwab, who like used to fight in the UFC, yeah. has his own podcast, or two podcasts actually. And now he just did a Showtime special. Amazing. I mean, it's crazy though. Yeah, it's insane. Like, I mean, I for, coming from my point of view, as in from my point of view, being comedy being my origin, so yeah. stand up being where I'm, I'm coming out of. To me, everything else then is like an ancillary thing that you need to add to it yeah. in order to either get yourself more exposure, mm-hmm. to get more known, so more people come to your gigs, or to create more revenue, money coming in, so that you can then like use that money to 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 write out the low patches when you're not getting great gigs or whatever. Yeah, of course. So yeah. it's like to me, it's like everything needs to add in, but it's all about coming back into the comedy. Yeah. So you're coming from a different kind of point of view where yeah. you're coming from the podcast and then yeah. into the comedy. So I would just wonder, is that like a different? See, I, I find What's the your strange. End game like? Where do you want? I don't know. Like, I, I just, I just think, I the podcast is mostly guest based. Yeah, yeah. And then for a while, then the podcast kind of went down the line of like, not, not actively trying, but it was very like mental health based. Yeah, yeah. It just, just that was like not the topic of conversation, but the guests that were on got themselves into this, the, the positions they were in via like yeah, going yeah. through a hard time, whatever. Yeah. So like the conversation kind of just kind of went around that and then you had the everyone would break it up like with fucking comedians and stuff and yeah. and uh, sports people who I was a fan of um, I just think that like I've done a lot of crazy shit over the last like 10 years <laughs> that I can turn into funny stories yeah 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 you, you can know what I, mean? what I said to you earlier like your set last night you're a natural storyteller yeah so like that's that's 50% of the way there straight away like if you can tell a story and hold an audience's attention and then if it's funny on top of that, yeah. bonus. And if you can add more laughs to it as you go go along, you'll be laughing. Yeah. Because I was saying to you, I was like, I was trying not to, you know, like you, you see things and it's like people are telling a story like you were saying about in a pub. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, ah, but you had to be there. Yeah, trying yeah. to avoid those stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, my mate my, my, my Brian did this and then yeah. he did this. And they're like, I don't have who to, I mean, who the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the thing, like, the thing with storytelling is like, and I do storytelling style, I suppose. But the thing with it is, you have to just remember, and you forget this when you start, and maybe you, you don't think 
think like this. But when I started, I had story A, story B, story C, and they were real stories of mad stuff that happened to me. And I'd yeah. go, right, here's my mad story. And it was funny, yeah. And then I'd go, now, here's mad story B. And then what you forget when you're doing, when you come from a place where the stories are real, what you forget is you don't have to be totally faithful to the story. Yeah. You don't even have to be faithful to where it happened or who was in it. Or yeah. You already have this massive ball of actual reality that you can just spin the yarn around, you know what yeah. I mean? And create this massive lunatic 20-minute story. Like which not letting is, the truth get in the way of a good yeah, story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take the bits out that are a bit too kind of, okay, that's not that funny, but this was funny from a different story. Maybe that happened next. Maybe, yeah. you know, and you just add it all up yeah, and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. you've got this insane story and people are like, that couldn't be real. But but they're still thinking it could be because the, the kernel of truth that's there from various stories, yeah. audiences recognise that. Like, you know what like I mean? Like the way you're you're projecting it, yeah. your tone and the way you're talking about yeah. it. It's like People it, know something. Yeah, there's yeah, a, there's yeah, yeah. a bit of reality there. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's something you said last night in one of your bits. I turned to the comedian beside me and I went, he didn't write that That definitely <laughs> happened to him. Like, that definitely happened. Like, I can neither confirm nor yeah, deny. Yeah, yeah. And the same comedian is like, ah, no way. And I'm like, I'm telling you, look at him. He's covered in tattoos. Of course it happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, my thing now is like, I was even talking to Owen about it earlier this morning um, about like, I find it difficult because a lot of people would recognize me from like Instagram and shit I've done in the past and like the podcast and stuff and like being referred to as Blunt Force Keith, like yeah, a yeah. moniker or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, do I go now and promote myself via that name or yeah. do I just like, hi, I'm Keith Burke, but I'm actually also known as this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, have I you mean, seen the movie Split? <laughs> <laughs> that's me. You remind me of the little girl in that actually. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, no, if you like, that's a hard one to call because yeah. I mean, if you've built up a following based on that name, that na- then do you want to like, do you want to just build everything around that as a brand name? Yeah, it doesn't. Like, I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being like. It's like Keith Burke, na- aka Blunt Force Keith. Like, you would say that on stage, but you could have that on posters or something. Yeah, something like that. You know what I mean? Because my my idea is, I had an idea for like. Um, my end goal is, I would like to get to a stage where I feel comfortable enough telling stories and telling jokes that I could actually draw a, a good chunk of people to a venue. Yeah. And what I'd love to do is like do a half an hour or a half and half of like, you know. Uh, stand up and then maybe like a live podcast live or podcast, something yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like I'll just call it Buckfast Die Young because I was like in Ireland <laughs> yeah. people are going to go oh yeah Buckfast a drink but yeah. in Northern Ireland yeah. Buckfast means something completely different <laughs> it does yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it means fucking fast yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was like maybe that would be an idea and I talked to a couple of people who uh, do stand up about it and they were like yeah cool they were like you just need to go and cut your teeth for a while yeah you do yeah 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 you know? there's no like there's no substitute for stage time yeah um you see people like who have some profile and they're they jump way too deep way too soon. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you still have to there's still no there's still no substitute for stage time. Yeah. So like then it's down to you. Do you want to get your stage time uh, hours down to small audiences where you yeah. can like you can fuck up yeah. until you get to like fill in your big room? Yeah. Or do you jump in and start filling big rooms? And hundred and fifty people are going, Jesus, your man was only all right, wasn't he? Yeah. As opposed to like 20 people going, your man was yeah. right. So like, I would always be of the, the view that you go, die, die as often as you can, yeah. get better, get better, do as many small rooms as you can yeah. and then go, okay, I'm ready, like, let's do this. Because like. it is, like, there's, there's no, like, cookie cutter way of doing it, is no, there? It's, it's, no. like, it's entirely up to yourself yeah, what yeah, way yeah, you do it. Yeah. Um, like, I just find it strange and I was even uh, thinking about this the other day when I was at home. I've been to a couple of comedy nights like that around and even like uh, Roshi and Dove and stuff in yeah, Norway yeah. and uh, there was like maybe like 
older guys than me, like in their forties, fifties, like the likes of like um fucking I can't even think of his name now. Uh like who are very, very funny. Yeah. But yeah. because we're in a day and age where social media and everything is so driven yeah, to yeah. like your hand. Yeah. I was like, there's so many people under the radar that you wouldn't think are fucking hilarious yeah, because yeah, you're not yeah. seeing them you're and not noticing seeing them. them. You're noticing them, yeah. That's um, why like so like I said, do like stand up is my my stock and trade. But I'm obviously very hyper aware that I have to be Yeah out there on social media and promoting myself and the yeah. Tri Channel and doing podcasts yeah. and things like that because if people don't hear your name then like you're just another name like half the lineups you see in comedy clubs yeah. I like there's some absolutely amazing comedians in Ireland far better than I am and like 99% of people have no idea who they are yeah because no I've idea. seen a couple of uh, like I follow a lot of pages on Instagram and stuff and I've seen a lot of names and maybe out of 10 or 8 to 10 acts that night I might only know 2 yeah, yeah. but I know them from things they've yeah, done yeah. with other people exactly. that I'm a fan of like. yeah exactly and that's what you have to be doing you have yeah. to be doing different stuff and more stuff Like, but like you said there's no cookie cutter approach to it you just have to like there is no substitute for stage time so then you want to cram all that in as fast as you can, yeah. do as many gigs as you can, which is what I did. I did like, because people think I'm doing it a short time, but I did way more gigs than most people would have done at the level I was at when I yeah. started, just because I kept doing more and more and more and more yeah. and more to get better and better and better. So you can like, again, you can stretch that out over. However long. A one, one gig a week, or you can do like, try and get three gigs a week. And yeah. anywhere you can get a gig, do it. Yeah. And then, like, you won't even notice you're getting better, but you'll you'll be phenomenally yeah. better comedian in six months if you're doing three gigs a week. That's fucking true, yeah. Because I was even thinking, I, I listened back to some of the audio when I recorded it last night, and I was considering me listening on a weekly basis to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, fuck, if I had that same tone and that same approach, like, and relaxedness yeah. the way I have in the podcast yeah. as I did in front of that crowd last yeah, night, yeah, yeah. maybe it could have been even a small bit better yeah, than yeah. what it was. But you're always going to have that small always bit critique, and I'm not going to yeah. get comfortable yeah. until I have yeah. more shit. But even, like, you're, you're never fully comfortable. Like, so. Yeah. You're comfortable here in the podcast because it's your domain. It's yeah, your yeah, yeah. it's your baby. You know what I mean. My and world now, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm on a podcast. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. don't say it stupid again, right? But it's you know what I mean. It's like for me, this is not my natural habitat. Yeah. So I'm kind of, oh, I'm probably feeling a bit of that awkward nerves that you have when you're doing something. Yeah. But for you, that's now stage because you're just new to standing on the yeah. stage. Yeah. So like, but you have to harness that. Like, so like. The day you're the day you're strolling in somewhere going, oh yeah, oh gig in two minutes, oh jeez, yeah, grand, you're fucked. Okay? Yeah, because you have to be nervous. Like, you can't be. Nobody walks up on stage and is totally relaxed. Like the the hamster wheel in the back of their head is flying around, man, with a million different yeah, things yeah, that can yeah. go wrong. Or yeah. that am I doing that bit? I'm not doing that bit. What am I doing? What's the room like? What's the audience like? Yeah. That's doing that. So you can try and look as calm as you want, but if that hamster stops running, man, then it's yeah. over. Like you know what I mean? You're fucked all together. Yeah, yeah. When you know, like if you take let's say a podcasting for example, or even YouTube, and I know I'm, this is all like social media based, but like collaborations. Yeah. Like. That you were saying a mention ago, or you mentioned a minute ago when you did the fringe, you collaborated for that with yeah. the half and half. Um, like is that is that like a, a thing in comedy where people will collaborate and communicate and all that kind of stuff? It, like it how is. does that stuff kind of work? It like? is and it isn't. So like at the end of the day, like comedy is golf. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a one man game. Like you know, yeah, what I mean? you're an, it's an individual sport. So like yeah, you'll meet up in the clubhouse afterwards and go, oh yeah, every, yeah, hard luck there, a bad shot or whatever. Like you know, yeah. and, but you're still you're still like everyone's out for themselves as such yeah. and not in a bad way but it's a self-driven industry only like you can dictate where you get to you can't like dictate where somebody else gets to they can't dictate how far you're going to go as a comedian yeah. so like it helps to be like be sound be nice to everybody yeah. um, 
just try and be uh, your, yourself I suppose I'd say that helps in comedy in terms of collaborations like a lot of people collaborate on sketches and that kind of stuff uh, there wouldn't be that many comedians who are out now YouTubers on yeah. their own right uh, so you wouldn't see much in terms of collaborating on that front but you would on sketches or podcasts yeah. or things like that so comedians often come together to do like yeah. uh, like Emma and uh, Julie for the yeah. Up to 90 podcast they're two phenomenal comedians they're in their own right hilarious. they're absolutely brilliant um, yeah. and to anybody out there who says somebody said to me last night actually after the gig uh, you were gone somebody said to me um, oh there was no women on in this gig and it was a woman. And I said, oh, no, uh, talk to the booker. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but I thought she was saying it as a negative. But then she went, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. She goes, great, really, because I don't think women are funny. Oh. And I was like, wow. Like, that's and I, that's okay. a, a myth that's perpetuated time and yeah. time again, that women aren't funny. I don't even know where it came from. Like, look at Julie J. Look yeah. at Emma Dorn. Phenomenal comedians. Yeah. And they're just two. There's a wealth of female comedians in Ireland who are absolutely fantastic. Like. Yeah. So I don't understand where that came from in the first place. I know yeah. I'm going off on a complete tangent now. But that's like, that's a, a constant battle a female comedians have to put up with is that people yeah. automatically assume, oh, it's a female comedian. It's not going to be good, which is... Ridiculous, because you know there's so much talent out there. Like it's probably, uh, do you know what? Maybe a lot of it's down to TV. That like over the course of the last what, like maybe 10, 15 years, like it was just male performers were yeah, just like, yeah. you know completely drummed out through we'll those mediums. To, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That like if it's not like the likes of the guys you see on RT or TV two, yeah, no then one it's really nobody. Has an interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's mad. Like you're obviously conditioned somewhat to believe that men are funnier than women or whatever. Um, but like in terms of collaborations and in terms of working together, like we did a split show, me and Anna Clifford in. Edinburgh and we work together we get on really well so yeah. it's it easy to help each other out so that kind of stuff happens and to helping to run split shows and run like compilation yeah. shows but in terms of stand up maybe a few people would write together but yeah. I don't know that many personally that write together yeah. uh, it's it's at the end of the day like it's an individual thing yeah. and I know I would be I would find it very hard to write with somebody else yeah um, you know I could see a joke and I could see in my head how a joke might be improved if it was somebody else's but I don't know how um, I might be a bit oversensitive if somebody was telling me, you know. Like, yeah, because yeah. that's it's it's like your baby. It's yeah, your yeah, it's exactly. your creation. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. quite hard to hear. Like yeah. I had one or two bits that it took me a year to cut, yeah. and I absolutely loved them, and it never got a laugh. Like, yeah, 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 never. And I kept trying to rework it. And I'm like, I had an emotional attachment. Yeah, like it'll work this way. And I'm like, like I had my joke it was my favorite joke, and it just it would either get a laugh or we get nothing. And at the end of the day, like it was getting too many nothings, and yeah. I was like, I have to take it out, like. Yeah. Even though when it landed in a room, it was it was my favorite joke. But when it didn't land, it died, and yeah. I kept it for like forever, yeah. and I had to cut it. So that was like an emotional process. Yeah, but I'm a hoarder as well, like so I hoard. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I hoard stuff like I hoard clothes. Like I had to throw out, like my, my girlfriend made me throw out a bin liner full of clothes recently. And I say made me like she's two years trying to get me to throw out these clothes. And I'm like, I'm like no, and I really like that T-shirt. The thing is in rags, like you know what I mean? Just crap stuff. And she's like throw it out. I'm like yeah, yeah. And when the day we're throwing stuff away, I was like folding it. You know what we see soldiers folding flags for <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, to put on top of a coffin. That's the way I was folding stuff and putting them into this bin liner. Like saddest day ever. Like I mean, my family were killed in a plane crash. Like I wouldn't have been. As emotionally uh, devastated as I was, throwing out this bin liner of clothes, like so. If I'm that bad with shit clothes, how bad am I trying to cut jokes? Like you know, that you've mean? created that from created scratch. Myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't make the clothes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What uh, What made you get into comedy? Because it takes, I mean, it takes some set of like not to genderify, but it takes some set of balls to do comedy because it's like. It's a wild beast and it's like you're putting yourself out there to the public eye and you're relying on your material that you've created yeah. and hoping that it gets a reaction. What made you go, I'm going to fucking go down that path? I always wanted to do it. So I was always like, 
<clears throat> and generally, anybody who knows me probably like over the years, uh, I was a guy with a smart comment in school. I was a guy with a smart remark. Yeah, I was you know, the guy at work who always made a joke. I was just I always liked entertaining people. Yeah, and I liked getting laughter back as a reward for saying yeah, something yeah, or yeah. doing something. So it was always something I loved doing yeah. ever since I was a kid. And I always wanted to try stand up, but I never knew before I got into it. Like I never knew how you did it, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Like I knew how to tell stories yeah. in a pub or to people at work or whatever. Like I could, or if you said something and then I would say something back to you, like a yeah. quick remark, I could do that. But it's like, how do I harness that? Yeah. Into a stage show, and I couldn't figure that out. So it took me a while. Um, I did like a bit of reading and I did a bit of like research and stuff on how comedy is structured for stand up. Like, yeah. and I goes, okay, so this is how you structure it. And then I took my stories and my stuff and I, and I, I, I wrote down, literally, the first thing I did was I wrote 10 minutes. And I said, right, that's 10 minutes. Actually, seven minutes. I wrote seven minutes. And I was like, okay, that's my my baby now. Let's see what yeah. happens. And I did an open mic and uh, it went well. And I was I was petrified. Yeah. Like your first gig last night. Oh, shit, it Was 95% better than most first gigs I've ever seen. Like oh, my first gig, much. my first gig, my hands were shaking, like visibly yeah. shaking. My voice was vi- was audibly quivering. Yeah, like, yeah, It was yeah. just sweating buckets. My adrenaline was so off the charts. I think I drank like 12 pints in a, in 40 minutes after the gig, like going, that was great, wasn't it? Talking like this. I'm really glad I got into comedy. Another pint, yes, thanks very much. Ah! Like I was absolutely just, just I, was a, I was a mess. An yeah. absolute mess. Like So credit and kudos to you for being so, so together like last night, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I always wanted to do it. I did it. And then once I, once I did it, like it was like, yeah. It was like something hitting the veins. It was just like, oh yes, this is this is it. I find the open mic thing, or well, from me like being at them and seeing them and stuff like that, because it, it's it's such a like a like there might be poetry stand up, yeah, some yeah. guy with a guitar. It's strange because is that is the audience that would go to that? Is that a good audience or is that a bad audience for kind of beginning and kind of getting um, into it? So like there's again different schools of thought, no cookie cutter for stuff, but. Like, personally, I don't like open mics that are a mix of music and comedy because I think most people are there for music yeah. or most people are there for poetry. Very few people are like, let's go down to the poetry music comedy night to see comedy. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You go to a comedy club to see comedy if yeah, you want, you know? Yeah. So uh, I don't particularly enjoy them as an audience member or as uh, somebody doing material at them. Yeah. But that said, a lot of people I know do go to those nights. Um, a lot of good, good comics go to them yeah. um, for the simple reason that it's somewhere they can take an idea or take an unformed piece of work and just fuck it into the room yeah, and, and just see. give it life and see what happens you know yeah. and it may not be the best audience for a joke but you'll get enough out of it to go right okay yeah that worked here that didn't work need to move that word around that line that won't work it will yeah. work just to put it out there somewhere so yeah. in one respect that's the safest room you can do it because it's not a real comedy audience we're going to go god that was such a guy wasn't it yeah that's uh, your man I saw him in such a club and that was terrible he's now terrible he used oh, to be oh yeah good. of course yeah. he was good he's now awful let's tell everybody you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. never see this person again uh, um, on the Twitter machine like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so like that's for, for people like that that's yeah. that's a safe place to do that I suppose but then there, there are comedy open mics that are just comedy um, and they're I suppose what I started out they were invaluable places to go where you'd have like 20 comics on doing mm-hmm. five minutes and the entire audience is essentially those 20 comics uh, maybe one or two randomers who strolled in so that is a great place to hone material to try new material yeah. try bits out or to do something that's not uh, like there's clubs in Dublin I would never do a new bit in in a million years because you have to be on, the on form like yeah. it has to be the best stuff you have um, and then there's other so the only place then you can try out stuff 
is an open mic or maybe a, a smaller club that you can throw in a new bit, a new two minute bit, and see how it works. Yeah, and then take it away and go. That needs work or whatever, you know. Yeah. So, I I would say that open mic is invaluable to yeah. to getting better because you're better off like you're better off dying in front of twenty comedians at open mic. It's true. Trying a new bit than dying in front of a real audience. Yeah, of course. That um, that always fascinated me as well. People saying like they're they're writing new bits and stuff like that, and like it's like fucking writing all this content and stuff and all these like jokes it must be so is it is that nerve wracking as well when you have to go and try out new material yeah. especially if you get a set that you're kind of comfortable with yeah. and then you're going to go and add a bit in or take a bit out it's like yeah. oh, okay yeah. now I'm not as comfortable as I was maybe yeah. last week yeah well that's but that's that's half the buzz as well like yeah. you know what I mean so like you have obviously like you have your best sets or your best jokes uh, so if you're doing like a comedy competition or something you'd, you'd hammer out a yeah. collection of your best jokes yeah. um, or you'd have like a well structured set for a good club but when you write new bits it's like it's very nerve wracking you're kind of where am I going to sp- slot this in how am I going to try it? So, but over time you get more used to doing. You know your good stuff so well that you lead in with your good stuff, and you have the crowd comfortable and warm. And then you like drop in this new bit, and you know it's not really finished because it's never yeah. really finished until it's been in a room and you've taken it back out of the room and gone right. That needs to change or this needs to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just drop that in. You get a bit of see how it goes. The room will inevitably dip a little bit. Because it's a new bit, yeah. Unless it's absolute gold that came out of your head one first yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. But generally, it'll dip. The room will dip a little bit. You might try another minute of it, and it's still dipping. And then you back to the hits, and they're like, yeah. "Hey, they're back again." And you kind of go, "Right, okay. Now I know what that looks like in the wild." Yeah. And I can adjust it, and, and you'll do that again, and you do it again, and eventually it's perfect, and it's now part of the hits. And then you do that with a new bit and a yeah. new bit. So you're always adding like a minute or two minutes or bits here and there. You yeah. Know? Like I did a. a, a gig there recently in Dublin and I did I wrote I wrote a new 10 minute set and uh, based on an idea that I had or something that actually happened and uh, I, I, I went and I just did this set wrote it down went in did it and it went re- I, I opened with like a strong opener not the one I did last night but a strong opener and I closed with a strong closer that I always had yeah. and then the middle eight and a half minutes was new Fucking so okay. I was like Grant that'll yeah, I, it was fine. It wasn't like my best gig in the world, but I got laughs throughout. But I know that there, there's probably four and a half minutes out of that eight that are actually yeah. viable. So then I take that away and I cut those four minutes out and I make that refine that back down, back down. Yeah. But the idea of starting with a strong opener and a strong closer yeah, yeah, yeah. is that you le- you bring them in high, you leave them out high, yeah. and they'll kind of half forget that the middle is a bit wishy washy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there, there is a lot of structure in a very unstructured yeah. fucking like career path or like your chosen thing to do in comedy yeah absolutely yeah there's a lot of what people don't see like people just see you stand up on stage and there's still people today who think stand up comedy is people just get up on stage and start making stuff up like <laughs> like, I mean, and I've yeah. actually had somebody say to me they'd seen me twice and I think I'd done a couple of similar jokes from the last time they'd seen me and they were like oh thought you'd be doing do you not do new stuff every night I'm like new stuff every night like, <laughs> I mean you'd have to be a, a printing press of a yeah. comedian to be doing new comedy every single night you, you couldn't because then you'd never get to the stage where you have anything that's good yeah know? how often would you um, would you change a set like I mean like I've been to shows and I've seen uh, comedians on more than one occasion and I'm like I don't find the bits funny because I've seen them You've before. seen them before, yeah, yeah. But I'll never judge them because I'm like, well, I came back because I'm still a fan of yeah, them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. How often would you go, okay, I've got this like 10 minutes yeah. and I'm going to keep like hammering that home feel comfortable with it. Like when is a good time to be like, right, okay, I'm going to try this, going to try that. So some people are like a year, some people are like two years. 
if you're basing it off a 10 minute set um, but then like there's the conundrum there it depends how much you're gigging as well yeah so, like, of course yeah. if I was gigging somewhere I'd never gig before I'll do my favourite 10 minute set yeah. because these people have never seen that set I would imagine because yeah. I've never been here before um, or even in comedy clubs comedy is the kind of thing as an audience that you go to in, very few people go to stand-up comedy every single week. Like, mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very few. It's a thing, will we go to comedy? Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, 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 do you know yeah, what? Yeah. Actually, we haven't been in ages. Yeah. And so then, like, if you were trying to change out your 10 minutes, like, yeah. you'd very few people would ever see the, 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 the 10 minutes because you need to give it at least a year, I would imagine, for course, 10 minutes yeah. set to work or to be, to have exhausted it, I suppose, yeah. So I would say a year, but then I have bits that I, I alternate or I, I'll go back to sets. So I have different sets. Yeah. I have different 10s, different 15s. Stuff in the locker to pull out Different 20s, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, I change it up and change it around. But I like, when I'm gigging somewhere I don't gig regularly, I'll generally, the set you saw last night, Yeah. Uh, half of that is part of my, like my absolute favourite set. So I would generally do that most yeah. of the time when I'm gigging somewhere that I haven't been in a long time or been seen because I probably yeah. haven't seen that audience before. Because we're obviously at the, the start of the new year and stuff like that, what do you have planned for the rest of the year? More gigs, yeah, all yeah. leading up to Edinburgh. So doing going to do a solo show at Edinburgh this year. Cool. Probably about 50 minutes, Um, just organising venues and stuff now and things like what that. What date is the Fringe on or when is the Fringe, fringe on this year? Fringe is, I think, off the top of my head, depending on what day the days fall, August 3rd to 27th. Of September. Of August. August, August. Yeah, August 3rd. It's such a long time. Yeah. Still yeah, it's a long one. Yeah, that. it's about that. It's in in around that. It's it's three and a half weeks roughly in in August basically. Yeah. So I'm organising that now, and I'm writing new material, um, for that because generally when you go to Edinburgh, you structure a show around a theme. You don't have to, but some people do, because if you you know it, it's perceived better by like reviewers and stuff. If yeah. There's like a beginning, a middle, and an end, and a journey, and all this kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like mine's gonna be all about Blunt Force Keith. Um, <laughs> what really happened in that basement? Um, <laughs> No, it's gotta be uh, it's gonna be fun. You know what I mean? So I gotta write that yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So I have some bits written for that and I now I've got to gig a lot in order to get that up to scratch basically. Yeah, so solid yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you'll be trying bits of it out, uh yeah. inserting little bits and different gigs here and there, getting that to a stage where I have my fifty minute show and then do some previews probably in July in mm-hmm. Dublin and get the work in progress, get those down and then yeah. hopefully have a show to take to Edinburgh. That's the plan. And before we wrap it up then, where can people go and see you live? Oh God, I'm everywhere. I'm in Riff Raff in Galway every Sunday. Yeah. Um, I'm hosting that. So that's me um, hosting and emceeing uh, Riff Raff Wednesdays in Dublin. I'm always in the International, the Comedy Cellar, the Stag's Head in yeah. Dublin. I'm all over Dublin. Uh, Kyo's Comedy Corner, like loads, loads of places in Dublin. So follow me on Instagram at Brian Galahad. Uh, it's B-R-I-A-N-G-A-L-L-A-H-A-D uh, <laughs> on Instagram or Twitter and generally I'm posting there about where I'm gigging and what I'm doing usually Instagram Perfect. is the best place to follow me yeah. well all I can say is Brian's set last night was fucking insane <laughs> and I'm a very very tough critic and a, and a hard basher to make laugh but I was in stitches laughing like literally had cramps in my sides from laughing Please, if you have the opportunity, whether you're fucking on the left-hand side or the right-hand side of Ireland, take the time out to go and see him live. Brian, thank you very much for coming on the show. I genuinely appreciate it. Thank you very now, much. Now, further down the line, you're going to have to come back and we're going to have to talk on the flip side of the new show after the Fringes stuff. You will never see me again. do it again. Never, oh. never again. This has been, just honestly, there was no coffee. Um, <laughs> it's It's cold. Um, it's a basement um, I'm never coming back Keith. oh well that's it there's my boner gone now <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you like comment subscribe follow give me monetization from Spotify please oh, all I look. Do is... god bless and take your money <laughs> peace